0: I've got a sore back. I'm not getting enough massages anymore. <laughs> bang,
1: bang, bang. Bang, bang. 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 Bang on. Guess who's back? Back again. Get, no, yeah, I couldn't, have forgot the Shady's <laughs> back, Shady. I like that I'm shady. Miffy's back, <laughs> Miffy's back, <laughs> Miffy's back. <laughs> <Mithy's> back. <laughs> Get up. Hi! Nice to see you. Welcome back, you. Bang on. I can't. I'm not really welcoming you back though, because it's your podcast. Yeah, that's true. Thank
0: you. Thank you. I had a nice little break. Went to Bali for about seven nights. We do everything
1: the same, don't we? I know.
0: Well, I think you were my inspiration (laughs) because you went the week before, and I hadn't. Because I'm really bad. I'm not like you, Zan. Because you, you're great at organising your holidays, whereas I. Just am hopeless. I have to get to the end of something before I can think about doing something else. And so I just sort of sat on it. What do I feel like? What am I going to do? I've got to do something. And then you went away to Bali. I went. Oh, that looks good. <laughs> I might do that. And I did. Was it good? It was great. I'm just been whinging now. I've got a very, very sore back because. Um, I haven't been able to get a massage a day as I've been, (laughs) as I did there. Oh, I love it. I love going there. It's just so lovely and relaxing and, I mean, the traffic is always hectic but everything else about it is lovely and relaxing and the food's brilliant and always a nice time. So loved it, loved it. Did you get any spa treatments? Just massages. No frangipani pedicure on the toenails? No, no, and I stay right away from those ones with the fish where you put your feet in the tanks and the fish gobble away at that, that's not okay.
1: It doesn't work either. I've had it done. It, it doesn't work. It
0: doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does it feel like? Is it tickly? Yeah, it's just tickly. It's just a bit of fun. Yeah. I mean, they give is you it a it. Is fun for the fish though? It. Like, do they, you know, like, do they really want to gnaw on your cobbly bits on your well, heel?
1: They are drawn to the dead skin, but I don't know. Maybe it's because they don't feed them anything else. It probably is quite cruel. <gasps> Oh, it started quite bad, hasn't it, Bang On? This is your catch-up, not not of dead skin cells but Mm. of music,
0: art, life stuff. Speaking of, though, have you tried that Milky Feet um, thing where you put your – it's a foot treatment where you put a bag over your foot. I'm sure I've discussed this before. On I did on. that in Bali. Oh, my God. And a week <laughs> later, it's like you have died and risen again. And Oh, my skin... God. That's
1: what it is. I thought that I had some sort of condition. It's the milky feet. They didn't tell me it would do that. Yeah, a
0: week later and you were literally peeling off just big slabs Myth, of skin. I honestly had
1: no idea what was happening to my foot. I thought that that was just some ploy. And meanwhile, I'm in Melbourne a week later and the skin is peeling off my feet. And I'm like... What, have I contracted something? I should have worn thongs in the shower. I can't believe I didn't realise this. I love you living in silence too. My feet have some horrible fungal issue and I, I can't talk myself. about it. myself. Oh, oh, my God. God. And now we're telling all the bang fam. TMI. Mm. Yeah. Seriously, I had no idea that's what it did. I'm going to go home and milk your foot tonight. I look forward to the peel. <laughs> the rebirth of the foot. Exactly. Now, while we're in the mood for catching mm. up, there's a few things we need to catch up yeah. on. Um, we talk a lot about Instagram and even when you're away, Jan Fran, who filled in last week was talking about, um, we were talking about how it is, you know, quite literally the social media network that makes us the saddest, like- psychologists have studied this. Have you seen the update today about what they've changed? Yeah, what they've changed is they are taking
0: away the ability for us to see the amount of likes that yeah. certain posts get. Only in Australia, though. I think they've done it in Canada they're as well. are rolling it out in just... Canada and Australia testing the waters. Now, there are some positive implications of this. Like, I think... We all know that quite often in young people, and even adults, I think adults suffer it as well, it's um, a source of anxiety when you see all these amazingly curated snaps of people looking extraordinarily gorgeous and you just go, it's never going to be me. Mm. Um, And it's harder when you're trying to formulate who you are as a teenager, I imagine, to see all these beautiful bodies and all of that and the likes means popularity and that kind of thing. But with a platform like... Instagram it's owned by Facebook. They don't do these things for any other reason. They're not doing it for our well-being. I'm sure of it. They're doing it for there's a financial reason behind. ulterior motive. Of course, of course. I mean, they're coming out and saying that it's a step in the right direction, but I I would suggest it's actually them trying to get more engagement. Back on Instagram more posts because I think about how curated Instagram is now compared to what it was. Mm. I've essentially stopped posting because I think every time I take a photo of something it's not good enough to put up because everything up there looks so beautiful and, and, and people are – you know, it's become a career for people, so you can't compete with that. So I just don't
1: really put too much up. So you reckon that if people put, if they're not seeing the reaction, then they're more likely to be slapdash and put more, therefore more engagement? That's totally. a really
0: interesting take. Totally. And I think I will be posting heaps more shitty photos of nothing. The system which works. Is, which is what. Instagram was to me in the first place. It was actually like a nice little way I could communicate to my friends what I was doing, what I was up to. But now it sort of feels like a performance more than anything. So they're getting back to that. But I also think the the lack of likes will mean – which will obviously mean a drop in interaction with other people, but what they will be encouraging is that the poster will have to interact in the comments with the viewers. So it's actually about Keeping more you on the app for longer. Keeping you on the app for longer. It's all oh, of that. I see so I t- was
1: all like they're being good and the cynicism in MIF has won over. You're right. Yeah, I, I
0: don't think it's cynicism. It's just I, I, I reality. Always, I always just come back to it. How are they making money out of this or how are they saving their own asses? And I think in the future there will be perhaps legal cases against them for it'll be like smoking in 20 years' time, how we see it, uh, how it affected us and our mental health. I think these are all gradual moves to make sure that they uh, save themselves from liability in the future.
1: Amazing. If there's one more update before we get into Bang On Yes. Papa. Um, I got an amazing you. message yeah. from Ash, who contacted me on two different social media platforms. He wants some answers. He would like an update on my Marie Kondoing. Remember back in I episode remember, 90. You folded <laughs> your socks, Zan, if I remember Two and a half hours rightly. from my smalls drawer alone. Mm. Um, and also I wanted to know um, where the corned silver side was at that I um, <laughs> won in the meat wow. raffle Soldier's Point. Ash, this made my day. And I just, again just confirms how bloody awesome the Bang Fam are. So I will give you updates for Ash and anybody else who's wondering. Where is that Um, corn silverside at, Zan? It's been cooked. I don't like the smell of um, corned beef, so it was cooked while I was away for a week. Yeah, my f- my fella did a big cook up and had a big meat party by himself and I invited <laughs> a couple of friends. So it's gone to good homes. Meat bellies. party, meat party. <laughs> um, and I'm really glad that Ash asked about the Marie Kondoing because I've actually wanted to post an update because I know that I'm just assuming that everyone else who got onto that sparking joy minimalism uh, craze a couple of months ago, their drawers are all over the place. Mm. You know me, Miff. I've stuck with it. you stuck with it? <laughs> no. Yes. No. It's oh, not photo as neat as it was tonight. Okay. Well, I've been Go wanting to. Go home. No, okay, time to,
0: no time to do this. I, I, you can't still be folding your knickers. I'm still folding them in the exact way that she shows the condo <laughs> Murray method. Oh, Zen. We could, never, <laughs> we could never share a house, you know that. Oh,
1: hell no. That's why we're still friends, because <laughs> we know. live separately. <laughs> All right, let's really bang on now. Goodbye.
0: I'm not sure how to feel about that song selection as we enter into a discussion about television host David Campbell's son, four year old son, who thinks he's Princess
1: Di reincarnate. This is the story of the week. Oh. He wrote it in a column himself. Like I it's know. David Campbell in his own words for Stellar Magazine. He's got a column. Um, and says that uh, it all began when Billy, his son, was two years old, and his mum uh, was given a thank you card that had Diana on it. Mm. And Billy says, when he sees the card, "Look, it's me when I was a princess." And and David thinks, "Oh, you know, it's just what stuff kids, you know, say the yeah. darndest things. It's two year old kid." But then he goes on to explain that um, Billy's then spoken to a Scottish friend of theirs. Um, claimed when he was Princess Diana, he used to go to a castle in a kilted wonderland. Mm. Uh, He described the castle as having unicorns on it and was called Balmoral, which is actually, you know, as you know, the Queen's Scottish residence. That's right. The unicorn is the national animal of Scotland. (gasps) P.S. Unicorns aren't real. And there are unicorns on the walls. So how does he know this? He's four years old. How does he have that intel? Unless he is indeed... Princess Diary reincarnated. If he is Princess Diary Incarnated or he might have sat
0: around when they were watching episodes of, um, oh, what's the royal television show that I loved? The Crown. Yeah. I think he's been secretly watching episodes of The Crown <laughs> while <laughs> mum and dad think oh he's God. gone to bed. He's just come out in a dressing gown and just peeked around the corner. And, and I Cup think, of tea. Yeah. I think that's what's going on, a little Scotch finger biscuit. Um, he's a little monarchist. I think so. Maybe that's the case. I mean... The fact is we all read this and went, oh, my God, that's just super creepy. But there's another level, isn't there, Zan? There's one more level to this.
1: Mm. And that's the bit about the car or when the Oh, Yeah, then this is the bit where it gets dark. Uh, Lisa, David's wife, shows him a photo of Diana and Billy says, there's me as a princess. Then one day the sirens came and I wasn't a princess anymore. Oh, my God. What? That's so full on. I've got the tingles. I've got the tingles. What's going on with David Campbell's four-year-old child? I don't know.
0: But, look, maybe, look, he'd be probably good. Prince Charles is never going to be
1: king. So, you know, it's younger, fresher. Perhaps and also he- just, just thinking about, like, when Diana, if you believe in reincarnation, you're choosing a body to inhabit again. And of all the people in the world, you pick Barnsey's grandson. You <laughs> <laughs> kind of love it.
0: I kind of love it. Oh, Bond themes, don't we love them? News around James Bond uh, and the franchise. Developments, in fact. Mm. We have known for quite some time that brilliant, talented, wonderful writer, actor, um, comedian Phoebe Waller-Bridge is uh, going to be writing the new script for Bond or has already been partaking in it. Um, but what we just found out in the last couple of days is that James Bond will be retiring. He won't be coming back, but his agent 007 title will be handed over. So there won't be a new Bond, there'll be a new agent 007
1: and none other than a completely different character there's been a lot of speculation about who's going to step in a lot of people talking about Idris Elba no it is 31 year old black british actress Lashana Lynch who is going to be the new 007 Tidal waves of happiness all over the world in the news of this. Apparently there has been a leak. (laughs) So spoiler alert if you don't want to Mm. know what happens, this is a leak that's been uh, published all over the world. Apparently there's a pivotal scene at the start of the film where M says, come in 007 and in walks Lashana. Uh, who is black, beautiful and a woman. This is what the source says. It's a popcorn-dropping moment. Bond is still Bond, but he's been replaced as 007. So Daniel Craig will still be in it, but no longer Bond. There is a new Bond in town and finally we have a new perspective and this is very exciting stuff, Miff. It is very exciting, but of course it's sent a whole portion of the internet into a. Con- <laughs> <and> they're having <laughs>
0: conniptions. Oh, my God. How could they possibly hand the franchise over to a woman? Um and again I hate to be negative but it comes down to the dollar the reason why they haven't replaced the bond character it's because financially it would be an absolute disaster um any move that they make with replacing that figure at the moment is going to be difficult so they've saved their asses by saying okay it'll be agent 007 so it's just your number not your name why can't we have both yeah um so i i think it's a really interesting one they've done the right thing obviously but kind of saved their asses a little bit, for because uh, they didn't want another Ghostbusters controversy on their hands.
1: Yeah, I'm wondering how much Phoebe Waller-Bridge had to uh, part. Of, she had to play in this because, as you said, she's writing the new Bond. She's been brought on board. She's kind of changing the game in television and film at the moment. Like in the Emmy nominations mm. just came out in the last week, and two shows that between them have scored twenty Emmy nominations. Mm. So everyone's talking about Game of Thrones getting thirty-two nominations, the most ever, but t- scoring. 20 noms are Killing Eve and Fleabag and Phoebe Waller-Bridge is the person that wrote them both. And so she is just like a boss in Hollywood, in world TV and film right now and I'm so excited that she has got her mitts all over this new 007 film.
0: And I can't wait to see it. I'm s- I'm excited about it. Finally, you know, we get to see uh, a woman in that role um, but it doesn't mean that Bond doesn't exist this is not the end you know i mean the, the men have got about 30 of them to choose from from the past if they're feeling <laughs> if they're feeling a little left out feeling from, triggered yeah so don't worry fellas it'll be fine we'll all be fine
1: can nobody tell me nothing you can't tell me nothing can nobody tell me nothing Oh, the gift that keeps on giving. The song that keeps on being remixed. I love how much Lil Nas X is just kind of writing, pun intended, mm. this song <laughs> as far as he can. Uh, a really fun remix I wanted to mention today, Miff, because it is featuring an animated video that has a whole bunch of uh, cool little Easter eggs in it. you got Billy Ray Cyrus in there. You've got Joint Smoking Aliens. Mm-hmm. You've got the yodelling kid from Walmart. Remember oh, that guy? I remember him from the internet. And Keanu Reeves, your mate, who Aww. you um not rubbed shoulders but rubbed legs with recently <laughs> long time ago. <laughs> as we heard about yeah. in Bang On. Uh, and it's a pretty cute little animation, but it, it feels like he's getting like new remixes every other day. And even t- I think today there was some tweets going back and forth, which I think this means like this guy, Lil Naz, is just a master of Twitter. This is how he got famous, got his music out there. He knows how to work that beast. Mm. He was tweeting about Dolly Parton getting on the next remix of Old Town Road and she's responded Ooh. in the same day with a picture of three horses, a black stallion, a brown stallion and a hot pink one as well. Oh yeah. Dolly and Lil Nas, bring I it on. That's it. like your dream, isn't it? Oh my god,
0: I'm so excited because I mean we spoke about Lil Nas, Lil Nas uh months ago when the song came out, Changing the Face of Country Music. And we talked about the controversy that was created because the country charts dumped him out of it because it was too close to hip-hop. And we just we were having a discussion about who the gatekeepers are, what is country music, all of that. And now he's gone on um, and been endorsed by Billy Ray Cyrus, mm. which was great in one way because the country audience had to deal with Lil Nas and deal with the music that he made. Um but also sad that you need a, you need somebody like that to make it make it country mm. so much. But he's just really changed the game in
1: so many ways. It feels so like anything ways. that he wants, even if he's make, asking Gordon Ramsay to teach him how to make paninis, anything <laughs> that Lil Nas asks for, he's getting online. He's, did, you know, the world is his oyster. Did you see the performance at Glastonbury? I love this because I
0: looked it up. Miley Cyrus, Billy Ray Cyrus, Lil Nas, Little Nas together, Lil Nas So X, good. Yeah. Just Loved too it. perfect.
1: There's also like a just while we're catching up on little Nas X. Um, we have talked about him before, but we haven't really spoken about this. Um, him coming out yeah. as gay, which he did on Twitter, and then he was sort of uh, not super direct about it, so people didn't know whether it was just an offhand thing that he said. It happened at the end of Pride Month in the in the states, so people were kind of you know conflating the two, joining them together. But he came out and confirmed it when he did a follow up interview on the BBC. And one of the things that really struck me, aside from the fact that he's very articulate and someone that I just love, um, he, he basically pointed out that he didn't want to live his entire life kind of not sharing who he was in the hope that, you know, his fans will feel comfortable to be open with who they are as well. And particularly pointed out that in those genres, in country and hip hop, where he has a, feet in each, in a foot in each world... Um, the, you know, being queer is not really accepted as mm. much as in, in other genres and in other communities. So for him to come out, it, you know, and he's gotten a lot of backlash. And even to that, he was sort of like, I know what it's like in the Twitter world. Um, I used to be that person being negative. So I'm not angry because I understand that people just want a reaction. He's just kind of rising above. And I'm sure that he sees a lot of stuff that's that's pretty full on, but mm. I love that he can see all of that and still, you know, have the strength to be able to come out, you know, literally come out um, so publicly as like a, you know, a twenty-year-old kid. Yeah. Um, who's probably still sort of working through who, who he is in the world in the face of a lot of scrutiny. So, I love little Nas. Bring and on the more remixes. Bring on the Dully yeah, remix. Yeah. Bring it all on. Make fifty million videos for it. I don't yeah. care. Put Keanu in the next one. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so good.
0: What are you banging on about, Zanro? It sounds grim
1: and dark. Oh, it's grim. Yeah? It's grim. I'm banging on about Chernobyl, which is the new HBO miniseries um, that a lot of people have been talking about. It's Everybody's released...
0: talking about it.
1: <laughs> it's got... <laughs> I watched it in one weekend um, and... You know, I think the first episode is about an hour and 20. The rest of them go for about an hour. So it is doable, five episodes. But it is, as it sounds like, it's an historical drama that's based on the events of the Chernobyl nuclear disaster. So 1986, something goes wrong in a nuclear power plant. And then everything that follows, all the cover-ups, the lies, people trying to cover their own asses, all the things they did wrong. Also the fact that this had never happened before so people didn't really understand what a nuclear disaster would do and of course the fallout from that not only in the surrounding environment but the health impacts that, you know, continue to this day um, and will probably continue for a long time to come. So it's really full on. It's got the wonderful Jared Harris, um, who has been in things like Mad Men. He's been in a bunch of stuff. He's a fantastic actor. Um, He played Lane in in Mad Men. Do you remember the kind of older Ad Man? Um, I loved Lane. Yeah. Jared Harris is a brilliant actor. I could watch him, you know, all day. Uh, Stellan Skarsgård's really excellent in it too. And Emily Watson also um, features in, in the, too. And it's just fantastic. It's brutal. I've been having nightmares. Um, It's, it's interesting to, you know, a lot of people are sort of talking about, it's a, it's an historical drama. So there are some things that are based, obviously it's based on true facts, but there's some things that are flourishes and, uh, but I think it's just so well done. Um, Another one that just scored, I think the six Emmy nominations, but yeah, it's, it's a full on watch, but it's, I can um, imagine it's not something you'd want to watch while you were feeling sad or down about the world. It's pretty yeah it's pretty graphic and pretty um it's kind of just like you just it's like a ho- watching a horror film but mm. it's real yeah so <laughs> human so go beings it. aren't we great
0: <laughs> human beings
1: yeah and that's the really like the human folly and what you know the the lengths that people I, I there's something in me where you're just watching it going do you realize you, if you just said what had happened, then people's lives will be saved. You're just trying to cover your own ass. But I honestly think that there was points in this where people just had no idea of the huge impact mm. that this w- would have. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a fantastic. Um, highly recommend it if you haven't seen it already. It's on Foxtel in Australia. It's like a HBO uh, drama and Chernobyl and I'm sure you'll find a password somewhere, Miff. It's, oh, <laughs> I will. I will. Uh, just uh, at Miff Warhurst on Twitter is where you need to go if you've
0: got a password for that because I've run out. What are you banging on about? Oh, a telly show that is on Netflix, in fact. You can watch it right now. And I hadn't even heard about it, and I don't know why I hadn't heard about it, because the cast is utterly extraordinary. It's called Flowers, and it stars Olivia Coleman who you know as uh, now an Oscar-winning actor. She's and in, what was it called? The, the Favourite. Favourite. She's but in Fleabag as well. And Broadchurch and all of those. She's she's absolutely brilliant. And also the Mighty Bush is Julian Barrett and he plays a deeply depressed um, character, a father who writes very dark children's books and she's the highly anxious, eager-to-please partner and it's... She's also the mother of two of the adult children who live at home and it's a comedy but it's also deeply dark, quite surreal, really funny, tragically sad, all of those things in a way that, like when I watched Fleabag, I had similar feelings. You know, there's a certain level of surreal television making that makes it initially a bit difficult to connect to but once you get in mm. it becomes a world that mm. you you want to you want to hear you want to know more about so that's up there's a couple of series i think on netflix i'm halfway through the second series but the first series is just yeah it really develops into something very dark and very sad very beautiful um really great how did you find out about it? Because I haven't heard about it either. No, no. And I only saw a review today in like the Age newspaper. And I was like, whoa, how come I'm watching this and now it's getting reviewed? I don't know. Someone told me about it, said it was really good.
1: So well, there thank you, you go. for sharing that. I love that. Flowers on Netflix. All mm. right. We'll put everything in the show notes. I've been meaning to tell you as well while we're doing catch ups. Can hey, you tell how much I missed you? Yeah, I know. I've got Sorry. so much to catch up on. Seriously. I watched Fleabag. Oh my God. How'd you go? I f- freaking loved it. It was amazing. Yeah, isn't Just it? again, All like, of it, did they- you watch Series 2? Yes, I did. I've watched it all. I just the the when you just said then like you just you come you, you, that cerebral nature of it, but then you're inside this world and you just like velcroed inside. You don't want to get out. Like you just sucked mm. in. You need to, yeah, stay in there. Um, and hot priest. I mean, I told you about priest. the hot priest, didn't <laughs> I? I didn't call him the hot priest because I don't
0: want to <laughs> objectify the fella. But that's how people are referring to him. I'm as sorry, the hot you're priest. better than me. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Remember anyway, when I it's great. It though, you all <laughs> laughed
1: at me. I'm like, oh, no,
0: I didn't <laughs> say that. That's what they're saying.
1: I love it. But he is. He is hot. Mm.
0: Hey, good to see you again. Great to see you too. Such good catch-ups. I know. Oh, Should we do it again
1: next week? Let's do it next week. Don't go. Bye. Never go away again. Bang. <laughs> Bang. 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 Bang on. I think I'm too needy. It's like there's a needy end.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, you're not needy at all.
1: Double J.